Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 21 In your strength the king rejoices, O Lord, and in your help how greatly he exalts. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. For you meet him with rich blessings. You set a crown of fine gold on his head. He asked you for life. You gave it to him, length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through your help. Splendor and majesty you bestow on him. You bestow on him blessings forever. You make him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord, and through the steadfast love of the Most High he shall not be moved. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them like a fiery furnace when you appear. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath, and fire will consume them. You will destroy their offspring from the earth, and their children from among humankind. If they plan evil against you, if they devise mischief, they will not succeed. For you will put them to flight. You will aim at their faces with your bows. Be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. Isaiah chapter 24, verses 1 through 16. Now the Lord is about to lay waste the earth and make it desolate and he will twist its surface and scatter its inhabitants. And it shall be, as with the people, so with the priest, as with the slave, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower, as with the creditor, so with the debtor. The earth shall be utterly laid waste and utterly despoiled, for the Lord has spoken this word. The earth drives up and withers, the earth languishes and withers, The heavens languish together with the earth. The earth lies polluted under its inhabitants, for they have transgressed laws, violated the statutes, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore a curse devours the earth, and its inhabitants suffer for their guilt. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth dwindled, and few people are left. The wine dries up, the vine languishes, and the merry-hearted sigh. The mirth of the timbrels is stilled, The noise of the jubilant has ceased. The mirth of the lyre is stilled. No longer do they drink wine with singing. Strong drink is bitter to those who drink it. The city of chaos is broken down. Every house is shut up so that no one can enter. There is an outcry in the streets for lack of wine. All joy has reached its eventide. The gladness of the earth is banished. Desolation is left in the city. The gates are battered to ruins. For thus it shall be on the earth, and among the nations, as when an olive tree is beaten, as at the gleaning when the grape harvest is ended. They lift up their voices, they sing for joy. They shout from the west over the majesty of the Lord. Therefore in the east give glory to the Lord, in the coastlands of the sea glorify the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. 
From the ends of the earth we hear songs of praise, of glory to the righteous one. But I say, I pine away, I pine away. Woe is me, for the treacherous deal treacherously, the treacherous deal very treacherously. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. Finally, brothers and sisters, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you learn from us how you ought to live and please God, as in fact you are doing, you should do more so, you should do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from fornication, that each of you know how to control your own body in holiness and honor, not with lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no, that no one wrong or exploit a brother or sister in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, just as we have already told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God did not call us to impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever rejects this rejects not human authority, but God, who also gives his Holy Spirit to you. Now concerning love of the brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anyone write to you. For you yourselves, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you do love all the brothers and sisters throughout Macedonia. But we urge you, beloved, to do so more and more, to aspire to live quietly, to mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands as we directed you so that you may behave properly toward outsiders and be dependent on no one. Good morning and welcome to the 24th day of Martintide. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. Today is also the second Monday of Advent, uh, the... Uh, the second week of Advent, which was kicked off yesterday, um, is the week of hope, I think. Yeah, the first one was peace, and this one's hope. Um, and this morning, uh, as the uh, 24th day of Martintide, um, the, um, the hope, the, the week of hope that we've kicked off um, is perhaps one of the most important aspects of Martin's life. Um, as much as his uh, first charity, as it was called, when he split his cape to clothe a freezing beggar in Amiens in, in 354. Um, as much as I'm kind of tired of it, and that's the only th- way that we typically depict Martin, um, it is also important to hope in that um, Martin has given hope to this beggar. Um, and he is, this act is one of the most depicted for what are called the corporeal works of mercy which is, and there's also spiritual works of mercy which are more like uh, either internal kind of dispositions or um, acts that don't necessarily directly benefit another person materially um, like prayer or meditation or something the corporeal works of mercy are clothing the naked uh, which Martin is often depicted as feeding the hungry, visiting the, the imprisoned, caring for the sick. Um, these are corporeal works of mercy, and they offer hope to the hopeless. Um, they bring peace, you know, first week of Advent, sure. Um, but I think more than 
the peace that they bring, which can be fleeting, um, it recharges individuals and, and, and being able to hope once again that things might be different. Um, that um, human nature and um, human camaraderie actually still have um, you know, viability. And so Martin, in clothing the freezing beggar, he's depicted as clothing the naked. Um, in uh, the seven corporeal works of mercy. Um, and it's one of the first ones that's typically stated, and that uh, explains why Martin's um, at least portrayal has survived in, uh, in the American church. In Britain and in Europe, um, the, uh, the interest in Martin is much more um, dynamic and, and broad. We typically just think of him as this guy that cut his cape, but he did so much more. And that's really what this, uh, this season of Martin Tide on First Formation is all about, is expanding our understanding of what Martin stood for and the example that he left for the church and the influence and legacy that he had far beyond simply, you know, what he did with his life, but what people attribute to him and, um, how, his importance um, has kind of also trickled into secular life as well. And the reading, so the image uh, for today, as well as the reading, they both come from the uh, St. Martin's Lent Meditations from AroundTheYear.org for Day 24. And the image comes from uh, an illuminated manuscript. Um, It's probably took up most of the page, and this is from St. Martin Dividing His Cloak, painted by uh, Lyvan van Latham in the 15th century, so the 1400s, uh, an illuminated manuscript. Um, it's not clear who owned that manuscript or where, like what museum it came from, um, but the reading accompanies uh, that quite well, and it's from a pretty academic book, Uh, by Catherine T. Brown, Mary of Mercy in Medieval and Renaissance Italian Art, Devotional Image and Civic Emblem. And here again you can hear in the devotion and civic the the divide that that Martin uh, bridged as the first chaplain uh, between the holy and the profane and the rich and the poor, uh, even the church and the world. And... uh, uh, Catherine Brown's reflection is um, probably just reflecting on another work, but it um, se- seemed really relevant. Uh, not necessarily this exact illuminating manuscript, but clearly is reflecting on Martin. She says, quote, As one of the works of mercy enumerated in Matthew was to clothe the naked, the story of Martin sharing his cloak was often used to encourage the faithful to do the same. In a Florentine manuscript datable to circa 1340, an image of St. Martin dividing his cloak is paired with an allegory of the virtue of mercy, a woman woman watering a tree, that is used to illustrate the merciful act of clothing the naked. An inscription elucidates the connection. Just as water maintains the vigor of of a tree's roots, causing it to grow in strength and fruits, and to sprout and flower according to its nature, so does mercy serve to make the soul joyful and virtuous in the other virtues, end quote. And here we kind of get a, a glimpse into um, how Martin's charity um, kind of came to symbolize so much more than just, you know, 
some soldier cutting off a piece of his uniform to give to um, some poor guy that he encountered. Um, but uh, in fact, symbolizes um, ha- the the hope that we pass um, between us, between the haves and the have-nots. Um, it doesn't say much about what Martin received from the beggar um, and the the gifts that the poor actually offer to the affluent in the church. Um, that comes later that night in Martin's dream, and he realizes that in clothing the beggar, he has clothed Christ. And the beggar has given Martin the great gift of hope as well, hope in um, there being a purpose to all this, that not only was it a good thing to do, it was also in keeping with the very fabric of the universe and the, the design of, our, of all creation. Um, and the, uh, the, the virtue of mercy stuff, the, there were seven virtues as well, typically depicted as women. And the virtues and the, work, the corporal works of mercy were sometimes paired. And so um, yet again we get this connection between civic or secular and divine or devotional and how they're intertwined. And that Martin's life um, just does so much, uh, not just as a soldier um, and a veteran turned bishop, but also the way in which he insisted on bringing um, uh, these disparate worlds together, whether that's the church and the world, the rich and the poor, um, or uh, military and civilian. Prayer for Healing and Hope from the Episcopal Church. O Great Spirit, God of all people, every tribe and nation through whom all people are related, call us to the kinship of all your people. Grant us vision to see through the lens of our baptismal covenant, the brokenness of the past. Help us to listen to you and to one another in order to heal the wounds of the present. And give us courage patience, and wisdom to work together for healing and hope with all of your people, now and in the future. Mend the hoop of our hearts and let us live in justice and peace, through Jesus Christ, the one who comes to all people that we might live in dignity. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. 
I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.